You're listening to an Englishman in the Balkans. Welcome to an Englishman in the Balkans podcast with me, David Pecinovic Bailey. In this podcast, you'll get a unique look at life in Bosnia and Herzegovina through my eyes, the eyes of an immigrant. Each episode, I share my experiences living in this often misunderstood country and introduce you to some of the interesting people I've met along the way. From exploring the rich culture and history to discussing the challenges and joys of immigrating to a new country, this podcast offers a thoughtful and engaging look at life in the Western Balkans. You're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. It's the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast and today uh, is a little bit better than yesterday because yesterday I was supposed to be speaking to this gentleman and then, you know, living in a Bosnian village, for those that come from the Western Balkans, name a Stroja, Strom Ausfall, uh, Power Cup, whichever language you want to use, and amazingly frustrating. So I have my fingers crossed today because we've had power back all day. I just hope I don't um, jinx it. I'm not very good with languages. I suppose I'm typically British. But somebody is in the Netherlands today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna really try it now. Who hearted me, you Fantastic, thank you very much. Very fantastic, Netherlands. Thank you all, David. Well, that's about the limit of uh, of everything that I can say um, in Dutch. We're going to be talking about tourism uh, today with uh, my guest, who is Hubert uh, Neymar, who's in Enschede. I think I might have pronounced that marginally right. But you are right across on the eastern border of the Netherlands, aren't you? Right bang up next to Germany, I think. Yeah, exactly. I always say uh, we are between Amsterdam and Berlin. We are in Europe, right? So uh, some say you're at the border of, uh, of the Netherlands, but I always say more in the center of Europe. But indeed. Now, I'm going to find out a little bit about Hubert in his own words in just a second. But in total transparency, I've talked to Hubert before. He's got a superb company. Uh, and an online presence, which I am sort of like a newbie helping out in a little way, but we'll find out about that. Hubert, there's no finer person to tell us about you than you. So my first two-part question uh, to you is, what are you, who are you, and what is this fantastic online company that you've got? Thank you, and thank you for uh, for the time and stakes to... Uh to give a short introduction about myself and our company. Um, yeah, my name is Hubert, Hubert Nijmeijer, living in Enschede. Um, started the company uh, High High Guide in 2014. Um, why I started this company? A few reasons. One, we like to give everyone an opportunity to book a private guide, so make it more affordable and accessible. And secondly, we like to give everyone an opportunity to get in touch with it through local life, so give them a more authentic experience. Start first in the Netherlands, we are also based in the Netherlands, but quickly expanded. And now we are active in 50 countries and we have a bit more than 3,000 locals at our platform. Travelers can book a private tour with a local. Um, so when you are heading to uh, 
Banya Luca, you can book David. <laughs> but if you're heading to Lisbon, you can book uh, uh, another guide. Um, and the guide will yeah, show you the city through their eyes. So um, it can be uh, a hidden gem or a special neighborhood, which is less popular, but still amazing to visit. And those stories are, are nice to tell, but also to know for the, for the tourists, right? So we like to help also um, a lot of cities with coping too much tourism. Of course, now it's it's suddenly gone, of course, with COVID, but it will come back. Um, but if you look to a few cities which are coping with too much tourism, they are all going to the center of the city and it will be too dense. It's not good for the city. It's not good for the locals who are living there. It's also not good for the tourists. Um, so we like to help them to get the best experience, an authentic experience, um, and explore the city like, like locals do. And during COVID, uh, we also thought about something new. Um, everybody could use to video calling or doing podcasts from, from a distance. And um, we, uh, we created Video Call a Local. And it gives customers, travelers, the chance to uh, schedule a call with a local of the destination they are going to. Um, with this service, we are also uh, entering the inspiration phase. And everybody needs to have inspiration. And who knows best, right? Locals. So they can call a local via video chat and ask questions like, what should I do? Uh, what should I see? Which restaurants should I book? Uh, I like to run five miles in the morning. Which park should I do uh, my morning run? These kind of questions. And it's easy for locals to share. And also for the locals uh, to say, you know, when you're here, I can also guide you around. So it will be already created some connection. And that's what we're into, right? It's, it's not only about the location where people are going to, but it's also about the culture and sharing interests, sharing knowledge and making it nice, making a nice conversation. You know, it's, it's good for, uh, for, our, for all the world to, to understand this concept uh, and doing too. And uh, hopefully tourism will change after COVID, you know, that people are more going more in depth in the city, stay longer and try to understand how people live there, what, what's their culture, what's their religion, how's the, uh, the political side, these kind of things. Um, so we hope that we can help a lot of people and change their mind when they are traveling. How difficult has it been to find these people, to get your, your part of the travel and tourism story out? Because I've, I've been watching a few webinars uh, recently uh, where everybody seems still, and I don't know why, uh, they're still stuck on the strategic level of everything. Um, and they s singularly fail to think about, um, I don't know, to put it in a military way, the tactical side of it, the people who are actually going to deliver um, the experience uh, for travellers. It's all, you know, about online marketing and spending um, lots of money. How difficult has it been for you to find these guys and girls uh, truly on the front line, as it were, that the people that are actually going to advise us on, you know, those hidden gems that mainline tourist guides, even they uh, don't know too much about. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, we have a marketplace. So on one side you have the guides and the other side you have the travelers. So they need to find each other. Um, regarding the guides, locals we um, we didn't have 
spend that much money in marketing on it in the first beginning yes we need to do you know because you're not 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 and an, 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 uh, there is no name there's no brand so you need to invest in that uh, but right now we see that we get a lot of traction a lot of guides are uh, without any job right now so they are looking for new channels to get business and uh, luckily we are one of them they um, they find and, and they register with us um, I, I think we, we a lot of guides are on the same page with us so they, they look into the vision uh, of our company um, our values and that that's that's I think the most important one you need to be connected with the company you are dealing with um, it's also of course for the, for the travelers but especially for the guides and I think it's important as company if, if you look at high eye guide it's important to to understand that we are not important as high eye guide it's the guides are important they are doing the job and they are uh, taking care of the customers so um, it's very important to to keep connected um, but also try to understand why they do it uh, but also try to understand who's the personality you know and um, it's a human business you know it's a personal business and I think people uh, we'll understand it better in the future. Um, but some companies are in for the numbers, and, and that, that's difficult, you know. If you are in the numbers, you forget about humanity. Uh, and I think it's, 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 about, it's about humans, it's human interaction. And I think it's far more important to have a nice review and, and to have great stories than a lot of uh, big financial good numbers, you know. Um, it's about bringing people together. That's the most important thing. You mentioned that word traveller. Um, which I've, which I actually agree with. I have to say, uh, I think the day of the tourist has gone. That you know, the tourist is the, the the guy or girl, the lady or gentleman, the family that's on a fifty-two seater coach that just races around a country doing um, I don't know, a, a, an hour snapshot of uh, of just major tourist attractions. And as you said earlier about you know some places such as Venice, I think is a great example. Uh, what has COVID done for Venice? Yes, it's decimated its uh, tourism, but hey, the uh, canals are clean again. They've got fishing again, and the Venetian people and the Venetian people have got their life back. And I think that the Venetians still want to have people coming to look at their city, but they don't want it to be um, how how do you say it? oversaturated. In your, at the moment, with the experience of COVID, which we none of us thought was going to happen, how do you think? traveling will adapt and what will it look like as and when uh, we can finally move around again yeah so in the beginning when the first month you know covid hit in everybody thought okay clean sheet you know uh, everything coming coming back probably in september and we're going to change recently i saw a documentary i was about finish and there uh, was some guy was, was also talking about it. He thought, okay, we're going to change things in Venice. You know, you can make a wall around it. So people coming in, they need to pay uh, or you need to stay at least for a few nights. But he mentioned, you know, a lot of people in, in the industry don't get any earnings right now. So it's really a hard time for, for, for those. And he was expecting and, um, that, that the tourism will be back to Venice in the same way. Um, I think Venice is gone, you know, it's a kind of Disneyland. It's, it's beautiful uh, and I, I think it's gone because I'm not sure locals were, uh, did go out the side of the city because it was too, too, too much tourism. They don't come back, right? So I think it's, it's Venice is gone, you know, but some cities like Barcelona and Amsterdam, 
they can figure out right now, you know, how to cope with it and to make it a, a livable place, you know, because sustainability is not only about um, traveling CO2 free kind of way, you know, where electric cars and that kind of stuff, but it's also about being there still after 100, 200 years, you know, that's the word sustainability. And if there are no locals, you know, then you will be an attraction park like Disneyland. And that can be shut down or can be open uh, when, when people say it's, it's, it's now time to open, now time to close. And that's, that's what no city likes to have, right? Um, but if you look at, at our situation, uh, we offer private guides, so small groups. At least we don't combine any groups. So it's a small group of friends or family of a couple. Um, we, we, we will be in a good position when traveling is coming back. People uh, like to understand the city better. And, and yeah, a local can, can share a lot of information about it. And if you have the old fashioned way indeed in a big coach with 50 people, you cannot have a conversation with the tour leader. And probably the tour leader is, 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 is someone who's doing the whole country or, uh, or the whole region. Or, um, so there's something else. And I think people will understand, you know, um, I, I like to, to do, uh, act like a local and um, because it's better for myself, but also better for the city. And I think people will understand it better. But it's, it's, I'm not sure if the people are from China are doing the same way we are traveling from, from Western Europe. Um, I think it needs time to, to get involved in the whole world. But it starts, I think, in Western Europe and America to travel differently. Um, and there's also something with do, to do with technology, right? When you don't have any internet when you are traveling, you need to book it at, at home, everything in front, of course. Uh, but now you, you have a phone. You are connected. Um, so people are, are traveling differently because it feels like already some like home because you have your phone always there and you can chat with your friends constantly. Um, but it's, it, I, th I think people um, um, yeah, will we'll get the chance now to, to, to do it differently. Um, but it's also about the supply, right? So if you have TUI offering cruise ships, um, if it's still there, people book it. But if it will be prohibited, um, I hope so, honestly. But um, um, that people cannot book it, so they don't want to travel with 5,000 other people and entering a city like Dubrovnik and screw it for two, two hours, buying an ice cream and going back on a cruise ship. Uh, I think that's not good tourism. But yeah, if, it's, it's, if there's still companies who are doing it, yeah, then people will book it and will be still there. So um, it will shift slowly, I think slowly to the better way it's funny that you mentioned Dubrovnik because that <laughs> that's what I wanted to talk about now Dubrovnik is a, a, a an ancient Venetian city um, right at the bottom of uh, Croatia and over the past years nobody goes to look at Dubrovnik history anymore they go for the Game of Thrones tour I believe um, that there, I can't remember the name in Croatian, but there's a small part of Dubrovnik that has its own traditional name and everything, now been renamed to King's Landing. I mean, it, it, it's absolutely crazy. We're around Dubrovnik, down there at the bottom of the Dinaric Alps, uh, very close to Bosnia-Herzegovina, very close to Montenegro, uh, tremendous culture, 
food and wine experiences to die for. And as you say, people just pour off the boat out of the, 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 the coach and they want to see all these places where their favourite film stars uh, and where they got off on, on, on Game of Thrones, which I, which I think is, is like uh, factory, factory tourism. Whereas I'm hoping, and I'd, I'd like to take, get your take on this, um, when you look at High High Guide at the moment, um, uh, most guides have got a tip. Uh, about the locals, and for me, I I wanted to talk about the famous Banja Luka Chivap. Not don't go to a restaurant, go to this small hole in the wall that's been there for generations and have it. I suppose when you go to London, it's like having a British breakfast. Highly unhealthy, but it's got to be done because it's cultural, right? Where where do you think High High Guide and 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 your own personal feelings goes to a phrase that grew out of Italian cuisine, maybe? 20, 25 years ago, the slow food movement is now the is now the slow travel movement. Do you find that there's a synergy between uh, your values uh, and your initiative and the way of traveling in a much slower pace? Definitely living with locals and eating their food is 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 is, is that joined up as far as you're concerned? Yeah, yeah. When we started the company, I created a kind of PowerPoint. Quite, uh, quite badly. I understand if I look back right now, but I, I put some writings over there, you know. And, and one, one of them was um, uh, getting a friend somewhere else, but you don't have a friend, so it will be a paid friend, a local guide, you know. Um, when you have a friend, and you can imagine that, you know, you are from, from England, that you you have friends around the world. When you go somewhere, when you have a friend, it don't matter how, how what's the situation at the at the city. You know, the city is already nice because you have a friend o- over there and your friend will point you the way, you know, which are the best restaurants, what to see, what to do. Um, and you always stay longer with your friend. And it's, it's, we are not similar, of course, you know, local guys and friends are differently, but we like to be on, on that part, you know, that, that you have a kind of friend. So um, that, that, that you will stay longer in the city because you understand the city better. Um, you know, the, the, you find your way easier, and and feeling at home somewhere else. That's that's definitely possible, right? Um, so I think we we can we can be there for 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 customers to be longer in the city, and and enjoy it more like being home somewhere else. Um, and you know, people, you need to stay somewhere, of course, an accommodation and a nice spot, nice neighborhood. But people do matter always, you know. What do you remember when you have, uh, when you travel to, yeah. For me, I was to Cape Town and had a conversation over there with a guy, you know. It was a really funny conversation. I still remember the conversation and it was about stupid things, but it's, that's, that's the things that you are remembering. Of course, the Table Mountain was beautiful, but it, you, you remember the conversations. And uh, when you have someone who is there, who can help you out, and, and give you a tour and, and give you great advice what to do and what to see. People will stay longer in the city and the city can be less attractive, like not a Dubrovnik, not a Paris or you name it. Cities are attractive because you know people there. So yeah, definitely. I think we can, we can do something there. There's a lot of people that listen to this podcast who are from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, 
uh, <laughs> they check my blog and they te- check my past uh, my, my my podcast out because I can't believe about how I am so passionate about the country. And uh, a lot of people that come here, friends, relatives, uh, and strangers who have just hooked on and come along, uh, have said to me when I say, "Well, what you know, before you came to see me today." You must have bumped into some locals. How was it? And they went, well, the first thing that comes out of a local's mouth in in Bosnia and Herzegovina is, why have you come here? There's a singular lack of appreciation, I think, of people in this country of the beauty they've got. There's eight microclimates here. There's, you know, it's where East meets West. It's 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 got history so deep. In fact, if you go to Sarajevo, there's a line in the in the ground between the Holy Roman Empire at one point. Uh, and, and Ottomans. Yes, they've got some bad raps uh, in their history. They're, allegedly, they started the First World War. I, I think that's totally wrong, but that's that. Um, what advice have you got as somebody that's involved with traveling and trying to inspire people to explore this world more, to say to people, for example, uh, here in Bosnia-Herzegovina, or I believe it's the same in Romania and Moldova and other places, who think why why should why should anybody want to come here i mean why what ha, ha, what advice would you give to people from let, let's say in my case our case here today in bosnia why should they get excited about their own country you know people are living at a, at a particular spot you know there are a few reasons there's love it's 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 employment uh and and maybe they are born and raised there you know and they stick there so there are a few reasons but they don't, they don't laugh because there are friends around them, family. So that's very important, of course. But, you know, you have different kind of, 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 of tourism. Um, some like to see the highlights uh, only for the photos, coming back at home, looking at the photos, what they have done. Some are uh, into Instagram, you know. Uh, it's really important to have Instagrammable photos. Some are into food and some are into culture, you know, and... Uh, I think it's it's good to know that you are living in a spot um, that you don't need an Eiffel Tower or, or a Big Ben. You know, um, it's important how you or how your culture uh, it, it can be unique. Then it's it's really important to have you know because it's unique. Uh, food culture and the stuff what you are eating at at at, at the country you're living or the cities. It's so important to have, you know, people are always interested in different kinds of foods, but it's not used to them when they are going, going home. So appreciate where, 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 where you are living. It's, it's very important, firstly, I think, to, to understand why tourism is coming. You know, if you don't appreciate where you're living, it's really hard to imagine that tourism is coming. You know, I, I, I live in Enschede, it's a small town, less than 200,000 citizens. Um, so smaller than Banja Luka, um, but it's 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 not a big tourist city. But people are are coming in. I I, I when I walk through to the city, I hear Spanish or Chinese, uh, English, uh, you name it. A German, of course, we're close to the German border. But um, I I see the attractive spots in the city. You know, there's a great terrace where you can sit and and, and have a pint. There are great restaurants. Uh, the culture is good. Um, but a lot of people here don't understand why tourism are coming. But if you don't understand why tourism are going, yeah, you need to explore by yourself firstly, I think. So it's really important to, to go in depth in your own city and culture to understand um, 
how good it is and how and why you are living there. And then you can also express it to others. And um, yeah, what you're mentioning, you know, you are a big promoter of, of Bosnia. It's, it's, that's, that's, you know, because you have experienced a lot, you, you have a reason to stay there. So, and, and now you can shout it out and create podcasts and, and blogs and <laughs> getting people into it. Yeah, it's, that's amazing. Um, finally, um, how do you see traveling? It, it, it's going to change. I mean, we can't say, will it change? Yes, it's going to change. How, how do you see the world for the traveler in, let's say, five years? I mean, we can't say next year because, you know, it's up and down like the late Stefan Grappelli's elbow at the moment. We don't know where we are from one day to the next with lockdowns and uh, 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 and all the other stuff that's going on. But, Hubert, where do you think we will find ourselves Um let's say in five years i think that's a that's a good time frame for all this to have blown over yeah um may, may i look a little bit further 10 years is it okay yeah 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 what what, <laughs> what what's what's hubert's vision what do you how do you think the, the future is going to look traveler wise yeah so uh i think um personal life will change you know personal and, and work balance you know we already mentioned it already experienced it with more working at home uh instead of coming to the office so private and work will be emerging. Um, so time off will be different kind of experience, you know. In the past, when we all work in the factory a long time ago, um, you were working on a clock on a minute. Then you are always want to go to a beach, you know, 10 days at a beach doing nothing. People have different kind of work right now, you know, and it will change the coming 10 years. Uh, it will be more in a balanced way. So when they are going for a holiday trip or a travel plan, they want to understand the culture more. They want to get more knowledge and improve themselves better. So what I think, what my vision is, I think people will less going to beaches and, and doing nothing, you know, uh, only eating and drinking and, and stay in the secluded stuff. But going more to, to uh, interesting countries, cities, villages um, to understand themselves better, but also the world better. And, and also getting, I think, the more the idea of um, why traveling is so important. You know, you, you worked in the, in the military. Um, traveling is also about talking with each other, right? Getting in contact with each other, understand what each other's perspective is. When people are not traveling, you don't see each other, you know, so conflicts can occur more often. So I think people will understand it better in the coming years, what kind of impact traveling is. It is not only laying on the beach and doing nothing. It's about getting in touch with each other, getting in touch with different kind of people, uh, cultures. And, 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 you know, also you, do, you don't need to share the same interest, but learning constantly. I think that that will be the modus, uh, what will be very important for travelers in the future. And how do you see High High Guide developing to that vision of what you think it will be in all these years to come? Yeah, so um, we, we connect people, so locals with, with travelers and I think we, we can connect people better if we know more information about our locals and more information about our travelers. So we connect better. 
but maybe we can also do something, you know, that people say, okay, I have a strong opinion about this. I like to have a conversation with someone in this space who have a different kind of opinion. And I'm not like to learn, you know, why are they thinking like this? Um, it's, it's not on our roadmap, but yeah, I think that's quite interesting, you know, and, and, and the, the, the better thing is of course, to make the world a better place to live. Um, because we don't hate each other, you know, a Republican don't hate a Democrat, you know, they're, they're, they're humans together. But if the, if they are going to, to say, you know, this is black, this is white, there's no conversation. You need to have a conversation. Why someone is thinking like that? There's always a reason. And the reason can be of, of, you know, you can accept it or you cannot accept it, but just discuss it and talk with each other. And I think that's, um, that's maybe a role we can, we can play. Um, not for the coming first years, but yeah, maybe in the future. You never know. I tell you one thing. You've got to come to Bosnia Herzegovina as soon as we can get travel. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've, I've got some things to show you, um, and I and I think that you will. I, I think you'll love it, and I say that because uh, of all my Dutch friends, even those from Brabant. Sorry, um, uh, <laughs> all my Dutch friends have have. have just had a blast, had a had a had a total blast, uh, and we would seriously like to see you and some of your team members down here. I did say shameless self promotion. Give us all the places uh, or, or give us all the information once again about Hi Hi Guide. So um, when people go, what did he say? That they can look in the description below this if they see this in video format. Or if they're listening in audio format, that they know exactly where to go. So you're just one click away from High High Guide. So where can where can we find you? And once again, what do you offer? Yeah. So uh, High High Guide connects travelers with locals in more than 50 countries uh, around the world. Uh, we offer private tours, and you can set up a video call with a local to get all the inf information you need to have to prepare your uh, city trip. Um, you can find us at www dot highguide.com and yeah you can uh, easily put in a city where you like to go and find your local or your favorite tour and uh, meet up with locals and, and get an amazing experience hubert thank you so much for giving me your time uh, i'm doubly grateful because there we were waiting last night <laughs> you most probably you most probably had no problems with the electricity, but we were here not quite in the dark, but whatever. So I'm truly appreciated of that. Um and I'll catch you soon. Um yeah. Uh when 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 we're talking when we're talking high high guide um business. So ladies and gentlemen, that was Hubert Niemeyer from Einskeda, and I'm about to say Todd Scenes. Escape from Balkan
So that's it for this episode. Our podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. And if you like this podcast, then please do leave us a review or send us an email. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you would like to support us and the production of future episodes, then please consider maybe giving us a tip or becoming a member of our podcast family. The link to do that is in the show notes for this podcast. Thanks again for listening. We really do appreciate it. To find out more about us and where we live, why not check out our blog at anenglishmaninthebalkans.com.